I want to invite any children who are here to come forward. I know we don't have too many here because we wore you out in vacation Bible school. But if you're here and you want to bring a parent, we've got little blue circles for you to sit on. And I want to make sure and greet those who are joining us online as well. And as Reverend Kim said last week, we're all children of God. So this, oh, yay, this is a moment for all of us. We might need CJ's help to stand up at the end of all this. Yay, thanks for coming up. It's so good to see you. You can pick the fox or the giraffe. So this week was Vacation Bible School. I know, Noah, you helped with Vacation Bible School. And our children talked about light. And one of the songs that you learned or that you sang, you may have already known it, is This Little Light of Mine. So I borrowed this little light from inside that lighthouse. And I want to invite everybody with me, okay? We all, hopefully, many of us know this. We get our lights, right? Here we go. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. That song reminds us of what Jesus said, that we are the light of the world, that we have God's love in us, and we're supposed to shine and share that love with the world. And you know what's really cool? is that if we join our lights together, it gets even brighter. So when we come together as the people of God, we can do even more good in the world. I think about the coins that you all collected in Vacation Bible School. People from all over the congregation brought coins, you all brought coins, and we put them all together so we could give an even bigger gift to Tools for Schools. I think that's one reason why church is so important, because we each bring our light and we share it and the light gets even bigger. Let's pray. Gracious God, thank you so much for the children of our congregation who show us more about your love and who help us to serve our world. Thank you for this past week of Vacation Bible School. Thank you for the coins they collected for Tools for Schools. Thank you for all the gifts of the people in this congregation that we can put together and shine the light of your love and grace even brighter in your world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So if you wouldn't mind taking these little circles and putting them right behind you, Noah, down on the main level, that'll keep me from tripping later. <laughs> wow. First time in a long time. We've had the children's message up here. Thanks be to God. So it is the 4th of July, and I know you know because I see lots of red, white, and blue out there. And I'm wondering what some of your plans are for later in the day. I talked to someone whose name I will not mention who's actually going to downtown Nashville this evening. I said, you could not pay me a million dollars. I'm too old, but I hope you have fun. One of my favorite places to be on July 4th is Sunset Beach, North Carolina. David's family has been going there for decades, and I got to go in the, the tradition when we got married. 
And in recent years, we've been going over the July 4th weekend. We moved a little earlier now, so that will no longer be our tradition. But when July 4th came around, we would go out and sit on the deck, which overlooked beautiful marsh. And you could see fireworks from all sorts of different places. And we had so much fun pointing them out like, oh, that's, that's Calabash, North Carolina. Oh, that must be Little River, South Carolina. Uh, that's North Myrtle Beach. And then if it were a really clear night, we could see way in the distance, Myrtle Beach. Another place you couldn't pay me to go on July 4th. <laughs> but anyway, it's so beautiful to just sit there and watch all the different kinds of fireworks from all of these different communities lighting up the sky. Now, if my history is correct, I don't think Jesus would have known about fireworks in first century Palestine. But I wonder if there had been fireworks back in Jesus' day, if he might have used them as an example in his Sermon on the Mount. These verses that we heard that James read for us come from the, the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, right after the Beatitudes, where Jesus is laying before people what a life as his follower looks like. What does the Christian life look like? And he says to them, you are the light of the world. Your life is supposed to shine with the love and grace of God so that other people can see it. And he uses different images. He, he talks about the city on the hill. And you can imagine back in Jesus' day, if you were a traveler and, and night came, how comforting it would be to see lights on a hill and to know that, that there was a community where you could go and you could rest and find food and, and welcome, hopefully. And then he uses the image of a lamp. A lamp that you don't hide it under a bushel basket, you let it shine. You put it up on a lampstand and it sheds light on the entire house. I wonder if he might have used the image of a lighthouse had he known of them. The Christian life is meant to be a beacon that helps people see, that guides, that offers refuge and safety and hope. So I wonder if Jesus might have said, you are the light of the world, you are meant to be holy fireworks, bursting with the love of God and sharing joy and delight for all the world to celebrate and see. You are the light of the world, Jesus says to us who are his followers. And so the question for us as his people, as his body in the world is, how do we shine that light? As an individual, what gifts and graces has God given to me that I'm supposed to use to share God's love in the world? As a congregation, as West End United Methodist Church, what are the unique gifts that we have that, that we can shine in the world today? And the answer to that question, how do we shine God's light, changes over time, depending on our community and what the needs are and, and who we are as, as people and what our gifts are. So we keep that question ever before us. How do we shine the loving light of Christ in the world? As we begin to explore that question, I want to just scratch the surface of this text a little bit more deeply to discover a couple of things. The first is to, to ask the question, 
Who is Jesus talking to? Who's his audience here in this moment? It's a group of nobodies in Galilee, the backwater of the land of Palestine. It's not Jerusalem where the religious leaders and the the people with power and status might have lived. No, it's way up in, in rural Galilee. And if we zoom out a little bit, Palestine was a nothing nation in the whole Roman Empire. So Jesus is talking to this group of poor, uneducated, illiterate peasants in the backwater of Galilee, and yet he says to them, you are the light of the world. Do you hear how how radical that is? How almost absurd that is? That Jesus would say that to these folks. You are the light of the world. And it just reminds us that no matter who we are, no matter what our place in the world or how we see ourselves, each one of us has the light of God within us. Each one of us can shine the light of Christ wherever we are in whatever context we are living. We have things that we can do, good works that we can do. I'm reminded of a man named Hewitt Rogers at the church I served before I came to West End. He died shortly after I came there. But it is because of Hewitt Rogers that that church grew so quickly in Franklin, Tennessee. He stood at the door, he smiled a big smile, he welcomed everyone, shook their hands, learned their names, wrote them a note after they came. Nobody asked him to do that. That was just his gift and what he offered to people. His bright smile shined the light of God and people felt welcomed and known and seen. And they knew it was a place where they could make their spiritual home. I think about all the the people who gather for Tools for Schools, our communion offering for this month. Most of these folks are just folks who know how to use a hammer. And they get together and they build furniture and bookshelves and lab tables for public school teachers. Many of whom have to use money from their own pockets to equip their classrooms. And so with the quiet, faithful, steady work that they're doing behind the scenes, they're helping children in our community feel important and seen and giving them an opportunity to learn and certainly helping those teachers to do the work that they're called to do. There are so many ways that we can shine the loving light of Christ. And I think Jesus is saying to us that nothing is too small. No act is too small. No person is ungifted. You are the light of the world. Whether you believe it or not, Jesus said it. It's true. And the other thing I noticed is that Jesus says, you are the light of the world, and it's plural. Y'all are the light of the world. All y'all are the light of the world. That there's something about our togetherness that is a witness in our world. There's something about people coming together to worship, to pray, to serve, to love one another, to practice love with each other so that we can share it better in the world 
that shines light in our world today. As I shared with the children, there's so much more we can do when we come together. I got an email this week from the Board of Global Ministry about how the United Methodist Committee on Relief is on the ground in Yemen offering relief to those who are caught in the midst of that terrible civil war. I'm not in Yemen. You're not in Yemen. And yet the giving that we do, the support that we give in our denomination, connects us to the work that's going on there across the globe. We can do so much more together. But not only that, there's something about the way we are together that can be a witness in our world. We all know how polarized things are seem, or seem to be out there. And yet we are a community of faith where, oh my goodness, we have Democrats and Republicans sitting side by side and singing praise to God together. We have deep conversations about things that matter in our lives and in our world. We're not afraid to talk about the hard things together because this is a community of love and trust. And my friends, our world needs our witness right now. And I believe we're shining that light in our community. We're offering space where people can gather and have hard conversations and learn from one another. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. He meant each one of us and also all of us together. If you think about it, if you go to watch fireworks tonight, it won't take your breath away if there's just one that goes, and then it's over. Or if it's just the same one over and over again, that gets pretty boring. But we've got sparklers and the steady Roman candle that just sends one color after another. We have those big, whatever, the red fiestas, or I don't know the names of those big ones, but all different colors and shapes and sizes, and everybody who's watching says, ooh, ah. We are holy fireworks, meant to display the love of God in all its beautiful color and diversity. Not so that the world will look upon us and say, ooh, ah, but that the world might look upon us and see the love of God and give glory to our God in heaven. Amen.